Welcome to the podcast, Biblical Question. I'm excited to be taking time out of your day and feel very blessed that you've downloaded this podcast. Certainly hope that it will be edifying for you and have you grow closer to Christ. In return, I hope that you'll pray for this podcast. It will be able to continue to do this on a weekly basis and be able to answer questions from around the world from listeners from over 60 different countries. We pray that uh, also that if you enjoy us, that you would tell others about us, share us, and like us, and give us that five-star rating. We've gotten quite a few uh, five-star ratings, and we are so honored that you have done that. For more information about us, I also would encourage you to go to our webpage at biblicalquestion.com, and there's a contact form there if you have a question, or we'd like you to have your a prayer request made known to us. We would be happy to pray for you. And also, if you would like, we could put that on our webpage as well, where we do have prayer requests uh, from time to time that we do add. You also can find our LinkedIn and Twitter uh, accounts there, and follow us on social media. Today, we're going to talk about the parable of the unforgiving servant. And so the thrust of this podcast will come out of Matthew chapter 18. I would encourage you, if you have a Bible, to open it and follow along and make notes. This parable Jesus gives us here in Matthew chapter 18, it paints for us two clear pictures. One picture is of the faithful and forgiving God, and the other picture is the unforgiving heart of mankind. Really, the scriptures show us at countless times the true nature of God and the true nature of man. God is merciful, true to his promises, and forgiving. We, on the other hand, are, are wicked sinners. We're full of hate and far from being God-like, as much as we like to claim to be. We do fall short of God's glory. As Christ gives us this parable he is trying to get us to see what the Heavenly Father really is like in His nature. And the contrast between God and man can be clearly noted in this parable. Of course, to see and understand the bad news, we have to be honest with ourselves. The fact is, uh, we don't want to hear bad news. Yes, oh yes, we love to hear good news. But bad news... Uh, not so much, not really. Parents want to hear good news at parent-teacher conferences or read good report cards on how their student are, is doing in class or their child. Parents rejoice when uh, children do the right things and help each other and, and show their siblings the, how much they care for them and love them. But when a child brings home a poor grade card uh, parents are not really, would you say, excited. We all, uh, we really don't like bad news. It's like we stick our fingers in our ears and we want to block it out. Or simply tune it out and start thinking about uh, last week's vacation or fishing trip or the time that we had just for peace and rest. Some people might uh, feel good when they go watch a movie or take their spouse out and they go out to eat. There are weekend getaways that cost thousands of dollars with speakers uh, to help encourage you feel better along with all the hot tubs and uh, the quiet white beaches and 
just so you can leave your stress and your bad days behind. I don't know about you, but all that sounds pretty good to me. It's always been way beyond my pay grade to go to white beaches and have hot tubs. There's a man by the name of Anthony Robbins several years back. He is really what we might call a confidence man. He makes millions and millions of dollars pumping up people to make them feel good about themselves. These people who listen to them, uh, to this man speak, have not really stopped and thought about what Christ preached. Feel good sermons uh, are really nice to hear, and I'll be honest, I like to give them. I, I like to talk uh, feel good stuff. But there's a problem here. The problem is we're not really bringing a balance to the soul. You know, I I know you like to hear uplifting and, and, and good, feel a good podcast. And I understand why. We, we work hard all week. Uh, the kids are, you know, stressed us out. There's health issues, work problems. Uh, the list goes on and on. And so we like to hear something good. We like to feel happy. But we need to be uh, honest with ourselves here. Scripture is very honest. It, it does tell uh, mankind how wonderful we are. No, God cannot, God cannot live without us. Uh, or how perfect we are. You see, the Bible doesn't really say those things. The Bible's far, far above this. You know, in World War II, there was countless bombers that would come back to their bases in England, badly damaged, fuel tanks that were exploding upon landing, causing fires inside cockpits and uh, inside those planes, and the men would have to bail out only to barely survive. Many of these men, uh, they were badly burned and, and suffered many other injuries from bullets that ripped through their plane. Many faces were disfigured. and In fact, in the hospital where these brave men were staying and healing, uh, mirrors were not allowed. Doctors at the time thought these men might lose their will to live if they saw themselves in a mirror. They would have to, to give up uh, if knowing that they were disfigured, how bad they really were scarred up. But, you know, there would be a day that would come where these men, uh, they would have to face themselves in a mirror. How difficult it must have been uh, in their shoes to see the ugly truth. You know, the, the job of, of a gospel uh, preacher and, and preaching the gospel and a God-fearing Christian and congregation is a bit like that job of, of a mirror. It's not always the job of the preacher to tell us how great we are or that we're all safe and that we really don't have anything to worry about. The job of the gospel preacher is to, to open the Bible and show it to you like a mirror. So when we look into this mirror that we call the Bible, we can see how we really look in God's eyes, how ugly our sin really is. How disfigured sin has made us look in the sight of a holy and pure God. 
We all need to understand how we really do look to God. The problem is most of us do not want to hear it. None of us want to hear how we truly deserve eternal damnation. None of us want to believe that anyone would ever go to hell. We'd much rather have those happy news stories that uh, very famous here in America, it seemed like at the end of the newscast. Uh, I hardly ever watch news anymore. I don't know if it's trustworthy. But they always had this happy story at the end of the news just to make you feel good that you tuned into their news station. There have been many sermons uh, that I have presented over the years where, honestly, I had to stop and look at my own life. It was not the person giving the message that I was upset with, but rather it was a disappointment in myself because God's Word showed me how ugly sin really is and that I needed to figure out how to get it removed. It is out of love God shows us how ugly we really are. It is out of love that the message is given each week by countless gospel preachers around the world. You know, the fact is that we all need to know the message from Christ and why He really had to come to this earth to suffer, shame. I'm sure His feelings were hurt horribly and that physical pain that He went through. And why did He have to die? You know, when we go to the doctor and we take a, a battery of these tests, uh, all kinds of tests, we all want to know the truth from those test results. We really want to know what our physical health condition is. And, you know, I know in America we expect it when we do all these labs. We, we do expect less than uh, our spiritual health. You know, if the doctor would tell you, oh, yes, uh, I have your results, but you really don't want to hear them. Really? I mean, how far would that really go or fly with you after you paid all this money, took time off of work uh, to go find out how your health is good or not? It, it's the same in our spiritual health. If we do not see our condition that we're really in, how are we to know what to pray about or how are we to know that we need to ask for help or encouragement? How are we to know, hey, God, I've really messed up and I need your grace and I need your blood to cleanse me? So let's read here. Matthew chapter 18, starting in verse 23. Therefore the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his servants. When he began to settle, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. And since he could not pay, his master ordered him to be sold with his wife and his children and all that he had and payment to be made. So the servant fell on his knees, imploring him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the master of that servant released him and forgave him of the debt. The king that Jesus refers to here in verse 23 is really no other than Christ himself. 
He is the king, and we are his servants. Here in verse 24, a talent in the days of Jesus was the largest uh, denomination of money at that time. So 10,000 talents would have been compared to all the money in the world. I mean, this would have been a fortune that this man owed. In other words, he, he owed everything. In verse 25, notice what happens to the servant um, who cannot repay what he's owed. Not only is this man who owed the money to be sold, the man's entire family was to be sold with all his personal belongings that he might have actually had. Even with everything that the man owed, it was not uh, enough to pay off what, what he owned. He owed that much debt to the king. Debtor's prison and, and being sold into slavery uh, was the way it was in the days of Christ. Verse 26, this man, he, he knows the hardship he's about to face right along with his family. So what does he do? He asks the king to be patient with him over the debt. And, and notice what happens here in verse 27. The debt is completely forgiven. And he's released from owning, owing, excuse me, anything. He didn't own a single penny. The fact is there was no way he could have ever paid off such a debt anyhow. So stop and try and put yourself sitting here listening to the podcast today. And you're listening to Jesus uh, preach his parable. First of all, most people in the crowd uh, would have never been able to understand how someone could have ever put themselves in such a huge debt. I know for us today uh, in America, uh, most Americans uh, never think about huge debt. Nations are, are so deep in debt, uh, and the blue chip, chip companies, uh, well, they're being bailed out of what they owe. You know, large debt uh, seems to be a way of life. And nations today can that, cannot really uh, forgive debts owed by other nations. If, if they did, uh, their economy would crash, and so would the world economy. Most nations do not have the resources to just forgive debt and not to take a hit on their own. The amazing thing about this debt, uh, Jesus, what he's preaching here is all about as large as it was, it was completely forgiven by the king. Because the king was rich enough to pay the debt that the man owed. This king had the power to forgive the debt. The king does not even ask for payments. Or, and when the man begs for more time to, to, to try to figure out how to pay this off, he does not have to surrender any personal property and here, listeners, is the picture of God. We, we learn how forgiving God really is to forgive us of a debt we owe and could never pay back. Also notice here in verse 25 how this person deserves punishment, and he's not. He's not being punished. Showing how just God is. 
And then in verse 27, we can, we can see God as a God of compassion as well. We have a God who looks for those who are hopelessly over their head in sin debt and forgives them with forgiveness that is so unbelievable, is so deep with compassion. Our King, King Jesus, feels for us as he is moved with a forgiving heart. There's also mercy here. The man really, under the law of the day, he, he deserved to be thrown into slavery. There are no words in which Christ could have used that are more expressive to show how large a debt was really owed. Jesus is saying he is more than willing to forgive any debt no matter what, no matter how large it really is. So far we like this parable. It appeals to us because uh, we like to be forgiven of our debt. We like to hear uh, sermons and podcasts uh, that there is forgiveness of sin. And thank God there is. But see, now comes a side of the sermon that we may not like. Let's continue reading here. Matthew chapter 18, and we're going to start in verse 28. And we're going to go through verse 35. But when that same servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. And seizing him, he began to choke him, saying, Pay what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down and pleaded with him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you. And he refused and went and put him into prison until he should pay back the debt. When his fellow servants saw what had taken place, they were greatly distressed, and they went and reported to their master all that had taken place. Then his master summoned him and said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all the debt because you pleaded with me, and you should not have had mercy on your fellow servant as I had mercy on you? And in anger his master, he delivered him to the jailers until he should pay all his debt. Notice verse 35. So also my heavenly Father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. The debt owed to this forgiven servant was nothing compared to the debt that he was forgiven of. A denarii was, was about a, a day's wages. Not a small debt, but given the time the debt could have been paid. When the man refuses to have patience with him, he throws him into prison. Now, this is what we are by nature. We, have, uh, we are very different from God. We are not merciful, and we're not forgiving. We don't appear to really to be caring. And this is what we need to start to understand. The way into salvation lies in this important understanding. We are failures and not up to God's standards. Until it becomes a burden to us, forcing us to cry out to God and asking God for His forgiveness we cannot be saved. 
No one has ever been saved without first acknowledging I'm a sinner. I need forgiveness, which is only to be found in the blood of Christ. Stop and think just for a moment. What can God do for us versus what can we do for God? You know, the fact really is God does everything for us. He, he sustains everything. He gives us the way of salvation. He has given us all good things. I mean, really, even the air that you and I breathe is a gift from God. What can we do for God? Is there anything that we can do for God? Is there any way that you can please Him in your ugly, deformed, sinful nature? And the answer is, no. We are like the servant that Jesus talked about. We owe a debt we cannot pay. We have given God evil for His good. We have never done a single favor for God. We have given God nothing but disrespect, hate, grief, and rebellion as sinners. And we need to understand how much God gave to us and what we really have given to Him. When we become a repentant and obedient to His commands as, as the Master, the King, as our Shepherd, then and only then do we really see and understand the importance of becoming a living, faithful servant unto King Jesus until forgiving those who have debts just like we've been forgiven completely and those who have found forgiveness in Christ find complete and everlasting forgiveness. Is it easy to forgive somebody who's really hurt you? Uh, no, I'm not going to pretend that it is. We've all been hurt, and probably most of us have been devastated, even by close loved ones. Somehow, we need to find a way and pray and ask God to help us change our hearts to forgive those who have really hurt us. We pray, Lord, that you would help us each and every day and help us have a cleansed heart. That should be our prayer each and every day. I thank you for tuning in to our podcast again this week. I hope it has encouraged you to, to seek out for God's forgiveness, but also to forgive others around you who have sinned against you and hurt you. For more information about us, again, I'd encourage you to go to our webpage at biblicalquestion.com. And there you can find out more infa information about us. You can see or, and read our uh, statement of faith, ways of contacting us, ways of financially helping and supporting us. And then prayer lists are there for others who have made prayer requests. We certainly hope that you will pray for us each and every week that we can continue to bring uh, what we hope and pray are good uh, biblical podcasts to help you grow and understand Christ and to help you become a better person as well. If you need help finding a congregation, we will do our best to try to help you find a congregation in the area that is teaching the complete truth, uh, the whole truth, not just bits and pieces and parts. 
Old Testament, New Testament, it, we all need to study it all and understand God's Word much better. Again, thank you for listening. May God bless you, and may He have the glory.